you're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. According to independent.co.uk, the QAnon conspiracy is moving into stranger and stranger territory. Q, the leader of the QAnon movement, hasn't posted anything new since December. It looks like they gave up on the movement, but the members are carrying on in their stead. We've seen some of the leadership, like InfoWars correspondent Deanna Lorraine, speak out against QAnon. She flipped on him, said she's done with it. It was ridiculous from the get-go, and we shouldn't be putting our faith in a grand plan with zero evidence. But some leaders are driving people deeper and deeper into conspiracy land. Apparently, the remaining generals started claiming that Trump is actually still the president and he's carrying out the plan at the White House without anybody realizing it. They also believe that Trump himself is Q, something I hadn't really considered, and honestly, something I seriously doubt. QAnon started on 4chan, before Trump was who he is today. The most likely scenario is Q's actually the guy who started 8chan. If it's not him, then he knows who Q is, and you know there are no secrets from the FBI. A secret that big wouldn't stay secret for long. Anyways, Ben Collins, reporter for NBC, tweeted this, quote, There's a picture going around Facebook right now that refers to the 10 days of darkness. Some Q people believe Trump is still in power and has been secretly executing the deep state for the last 10 days in front of the White House, end quote. It's a picture of the White House with some fencing around it, and apparently somebody photoshopped a real picture of Gallows on top of it. And it looks pretty authentic. If you know what you're looking for, though, you can tell it was photoshopped. Then he tweeted this, quote, the bloodlust for these supposed broad daylight executions by QAnon people on Facebook is staggering. Some people disbelieve, others love it. Then he posted a screenshot of some QAnon people talking about the picture. Somebody said, The only thing, I didn't think this was real. I thought it was dummies, not real people. Who's hanging? Somebody responded, Sheeple who follow the blinded sheep. Another person said, I hope these aren't test dummies hanging there. Watching this movement change over time is really very fascinating. For the most part, the group is breaking up and falling apart. But some of the are becoming more and more radicalized. They're buying into more and more extreme and crazy things. We've got a lot of work to do as a country to help these people wake up from this madness. You guys remember Pastor Jim Baker, right? Scam artist who keeps getting in trouble over and over again for promoting scam products like colloidal silver. He claimed it was a cure for the virus and the FDA came after him for it, among other things. Well, he's genuinely upset over the capital situation from January 6th, or he's pretending to be anyways. It's usually hard to tell in these cases, but I have a backlog of his other videos on cue, so let's see what he had to say. In this clip, he's denouncing the Capitol riots. Christians don't burn buildings down. Christians don't riot. They just don't. Okay, that's pretty clear. Christians don't do that stuff. They're above it. That's pretty clear and definitive. But, oh, yeah, video cameras exist. Let's see what else he's had to say about the subject over the course of the Trump presidency. This clip is from 2017. I want to warn America. You're warning America. I think if, if we elect the wrong people and you see how wrong it's been, we're going to have a revolution. That's not good. Kind of sounds like he's encouraging his audience to participate in a revolution to me. Exactly what was attempted on January 6th. Well, he didn't come out and say it, right? Let's check the next clip. This one's about Trump's first impeachment. I'll tell you what, if they, if they go through with that, there will be a riot in the United States of America. And you're going to find little old ladies rioting. You're going to find the church people out rioting because they're not going to take it anymore. Did he say you'd find the church people rioting? Uh-oh, he's starting to look more and more like a charlatan. Let's check the next one, again, about the first impeachment. There's going to be an explosion if you don't stop it. Mm -hmm. People are not going to tolerate it anymore. No. They're calling it the next American Civil War. Mm -hmm. And you this know, and, they, and I wouldn't even be surprised if you don't see quiet old ladies, like some of you sitting here, <laughs> marching in the streets. <sighs> Uh-oh. So he isn't just talking about protest. He's actually talking about Christians taking part in a civil war. How do you come back from that? Here's the next one. He's still talking about the first impeachment. I will predict if it happens, there will be a civil war in the United States of America. The Christians will finally come out of the shadows because we, we are going to be shut up permanently if we're not careful. 
Wow, dude, seriously, how do you come back from making a fool of yourself so thoroughly? It's almost like people don't give a shit how hypocritical this dude is. And that's not it. There's clip after clip of him saying this exact line and inviting guests onto his show to parrot the narrative. After spending the past four years whipping his congregation into a blood frenzy, they finally act and he says this. Christians don't burn buildings down. Christians don't riot. They just don't. Dude is an embarrassment. I feel bad for the poor suckers who fall for it. Maybe they'll find their way out one day, but I'm not holding my breath. He's been a charlatan since day one, and if something like this won't change his tune, nothing will. Remember Kat Kerr? She's one of the supposed prophets who claimed that God specifically came to them and said, Trump is going to be president. I am installing him myself. Usually I leave it up to you guys to vote, but Trump is my guy and I'm going to play the Trump card on the United States. Before the election actually took place, Kat Kerr said, quote, I can just tell you this from heaven. Trump is going to win. We in America are the land of the brave, the free, and the filled with God. I can tell you that whole event was filled with the presence of God. And yes, there were a thousand angels waiting. You know who these angels were? I could see them sitting all up in the upper stands and everything, in the seats, and they were white. They just glow with the glory of God. But they actually were wearing red, white, and blue robes. End quote. Wow, I didn't know angels were so political or so conservative. Bizarre. She went on to say, quote, And the Holy Spirit said these angels are special ops angels that were sent from heaven back in 2016 to fight on behalf of America, on our president, on his administration, God's plans that he has for this country. And they were there to be sent out again right now. And we all did that. It was very powerful to see them. They shoot past us like beams of light, and they were very powerful beings. End quote. Special ops angels, you say. So not only do these angels you're seeing that no one else can see share your political views, but they also operate within a structure similar to the military of the country that you live in. That is super credible. Couldn't be more credible, in fact. So how'd she react after the election? She disintegrated. But from November to January, there was still hope. She kept claiming Trump would pull out a win, even though everybody on planet Earth knew he wouldn't. Now that the inauguration is over, she has no choice but to admit she was wrong, right? Guess again. Here's what she said. Quote, this is what happened on January 20th, 2021. There was a scroll open in heaven. The scroll's name is called Justice. Things began to be sent down to this earth at an accelerated rate. The Holy Spirit is setting something in place, something that will become a move of God that will touch this whole earth and will make things very miserable for hell. The scroll is a piece of paper on a wooden dowel. It's a living thing. When it's opened, it speaks itself. It reads itself, so it's released on earth. So things have already been set in place. You can't see it unless you're a seer, and I keep telling people, if you were a seer, you'd see demons running and screaming from DC as fast as they can to get out of there. End quote. Okay, so she's taking the same route as Johnny Enloe, the whole Trump is still president in heaven route. The route that allows her to believe that she was right all along, and those poor fools who didn't believe her were proven wrong. In all honesty, religion is not a mental illness. Seriously, it isn't. If we're looking at the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Illness, religion doesn't fit in there. But if she's literally seeing angels in stands at a stadium, or receiving actual messages from God or whatever else, I'm inclined to believe that there's some mental illness mixed in here somewhere. I'm not saying that to be offensive or mean. I just worry about this kind of thing. If it was a single nutbag claiming to hear God, it wouldn't be a big deal. But this person isn't a nobody. People follow her. People listen to her. This is a problem. Most pastors I come across have a loose connection to reality. Like, they recognize that, say, praying for mildew to disappear in your walls isn't actually going to do anything for you. They recognize that they're vulnerable to the virus. God isn't going to save them from it. But not Pastor Andrew Womack. He was on his show recently and he said, quote, When my wife and I first got married, we were poor and we lived in a house that wasn't insulated. We just had mildew everywhere. And you know what I did? Instead of taking something and cleaning it off and repainting or something, I took Deuteronomy 28 and read. It. Mildew, you are a curse. Then I turned over to Galatians 3.13. I'm redeemed from you. And I spoke to Mildew and cursed it. And did you know it went away without me having to clean it and do something? End quote. Are you kidding me? This dude unironically thinks he prayed away Mildew. What is this guy smoking? If only he had some proof. But this isn't the only example of him praying something away. He gets technical with it, too. In April 2020, right after the pandemic really started getting serious, he said, quote, we were promised that no 
sickness would ever come nigh to our dwelling. I've been studying just in the last couple of days based on all of this. Exodus 23:25 said that you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall take all sickness away from the midst of thee. And I looked up those words in Hebrew, and the word take and away, the word on either side of sickness, it literally means to turn off. He will turn off sickness. And it was put in there twice just to emphasize that, you know, whatever receptors you have in your body that make you receptive to sickness, he'll turn it off. That's awesome. End quote. Is this guy for real? Does he really believe this? Does he actually believe that God would just blow mildew away just because he prayed for it? Does he actually believe God would just turn off cellular receptors or whatever? Well, if God can do something so trivial, why hasn't he solved the world's problems? Apparently, Womack has the ability to harness God's power on a whim. So why doesn't he fix world hunger or cancer? Either he's full of shit and he really can't do it, or Womack is a moral monster for not doing it sooner. As far as I know, though James Randi did die recently, his cash prize for proving something supernatural is still on the table from the James Randi Foundation. If he really can do this, he's got a million dollars waiting for him. Just go pick it up. The James Randi Foundation isn't the only group that would be willing to give him money to prove it either. Hell, if he could prove it to me without a shadow of a doubt that he really did have the ability to harness God's power, I would personally turn over every worldly possession I own. You guys remember the runoff elections in early January 2021, right? Well, during the runoff elections between Republican Senators Leffler and Purdue and Democrat Senators Warnock and Ossoff, Pastor E.W. Jackson, right-wing radio host and former candidate for a lieutenant governor of Virginia, came out and claimed that the Democrats, Ossoff and Warnock, the eventual winners of the elections, were demonically possessed. He said, quote, If we send those two demonically possessed people, Warnock and Ossoff, if we send them to the U.S. Senate, we will be cursing our nation. End quote. As I mentioned, they both eventually won that election. But while listening to this, remember, Senator Warnock is the pastor for Martin Luther King Jr.'s church. Now, I don't believe in demonic possession. I don't even believe in God. But if I did, I think he'd be the last person to be possessed by Satan. Anyways, let's get back to what E.W. Jackson was saying. Quote, Georgians who are listening to me or watching me right now, we will be cursing our nation if we send those two demonically possessed people to the U.S. Senate. And they are demonically possessed. If we allow those folks to enter the U.S. Senate and give the likes of Chuck Schumer control over the Senate, we'll be bringing a curse on the U.S. I don't know of any more honest and stark way to put it, end quote. Chuck Schumer was the Democrat Senate minority leader until Ossoff and Warnock won the runoffs. Now he's the majority leader. Anyways, I guess this means the U.S. has been taken over by Satan, right? How delusional do these people get? Seriously, what does demonic possession even look like? How does he know they're demonically possessed? Is there some kind of a test? Did he run that test? Is it just, if they don't agree with you politically, they're demons? You must see how that's a slippery slope, right? Anyways, this guy had more to say recently. Biden is president now, and the Senate and the House is controlled by Democrats. So he decided to sit there and cry about it. In a recent video, he went after Biden's cabinet picks. He said, quote, no transgenders in heaven, no homosexuals in heaven. Nobody in heaven is going to be confused about what God made them to be. Nobody in heaven is going to be talking about, I'm a man, but I've got a woman on the inside. Please. See, that's how you know this stuff is of the devil. That's how you know, because that stuff is not going into heaven. So what people need to do is get saved now, get delivered now, end quote. What a scumbag, dude. Seriously. I find it fascinating that he's declaring that gay and trans people aren't going to make it into heaven, and then he uses that premise to prove that it's wrong. I don't like it, and that's how I know it's wrong. Circular reasoning. And for the record, I don't get the impression anybody's confused about what they are. That's the point. For the most part, gay and trans people know exactly who they are. He just doesn't like it. Good thing nobody gives a shit what he thinks. Does this guy just live to make people's lives miserable? If he doesn't like what other people do or who other people are, why does he care? Nobody is forcing him to be gay. Again, I can't think of a better term to describe this guy than scumbag. Before we take a look at all that, let's listen to some voicemails. Don't forget, if you want to call in and leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. Hey, this is Owen. If you're comfortable, leave your first name and state at the sound of the tiny truck backing up. Cody Anglin, your channel has shown me so many people I've never heard of somehow. I'm a Christian in the southern U.S., and the only common one I've heard of is Pat Robertson. Let me tell you why. I'll tell you why that's the case. Depending on what denomination of Christian you are, it makes sense that you haven't heard of these people. A lot of the people that I cover are what's called domin dominionists. And dominionism, basically, in a nutshell, is the idea that the U.S. 
constitution should be replaced with the Old Testament laws. And the government should be run by hard-line evangelical Christians. Evangelicalism is kind of a, a playbook for how to create a cult. It's like an ideology, an overarching ideology. And dominionism is the, it's like the subgroup that emerged from evangelicalism. So a lot of these pastors are dominionists, some of which are hard dominionists and even seven mountains dominionists. Like it gets more and more extreme the further you go into this. So if you're just like a traditional Baptist, for example, or if you're like a Catholic or, or something like that, it makes sense that you wouldn't know about the people that come from this splinter of Protestantism, basically. It's an extreme splinter, but I don't want to give you the impression that it's an irrelevant splinter because evangelicalism and dominionism controls the U.S. government. It is the thing that steers the Republican Party. Republican politicians don't win elections without the evangelical vote. Like, every time you watch elections take place on TV, uh, like on Fox News, if you're watching their election coverage, watch for mention of the evangelical voters. Trump won the evangelical voters one year, and his support er, and their support for him went down the next. Like, they track that shit. Evangelicals are a big fucking part of U.S. politics, a big part of it. So it makes sense to me that if you aren't in that world of evangelicalism, that you wouldn't have heard of these people. But they are out there, and they're extremely influential. G. Poulter, do you think Trump starting a party will benefit the Democratic Party as he will splinter the Republican voting, Republican voting box? Oh, yes. Um, if Trump did create a new party, the Republican Party would be fucked. They would be destroyed, in my opinion. Evangelicals have basically turned Trump into a part of their theology. There's the, the traditional Trump cultist who will support him no matter what. But bringing that into religious belief, too, that's a totally different thing. Religious belief in humans is so strong it's almost unbreakable i mean i i've spent my life studying how to get people out of these types of religious beliefs and the fact that the evangelical voting block has basically adopted him as one of their religious figures that's a that's a bad sign for the republican party i don't know if you guys have heard this theory, this dominionist theory, this evangelical theory about Trump, but the idea is that Trump is like Cyrus. So in 586, 587 BCE, before Jesus came back, Jerusalem was destroyed by Babylon, by Nebuchadnezzar, and the Jews were taken from Jerusalem, brought to Babylon as slaves, right? And 70 years later or so, Cyrus came to Babylon and freed the Jews, brought them back to Jerusalem, and they rebuilt it. That moment in history is an extremely pivotal moment in a lot of religious, in a lot of theology, in a lot of religions theology, like Jehovah's Witnesses, pivotal moment in Jehovah's Witnesses theology. And it goes all the way back to the 1800s, the Millerite movement, where Jehovah's Witnesses splintered off. It was pivotal to the Millerites. It's pivotal to Seventh-day Adventists and everybody. And it's pivotal to evangelicals too. Cyrus, the guy who returned the Jews to Jerusalem, they claim that that's basically Trump right now. They claim that because... Those events are described in Isaiah 45, and Trump was the 45th president of the United States. So that, you know, flimsy link, 45 here, 45 there, flimsy numerical link kind of lets them work Trump into their religious theology. And as a result, 
The evangelicals will follow Trump anywhere. They'll do anything for the guy, period. No questions asked. That should be scary to people. Because when it comes to mixing religion and politics, things get ugly every fucking time. When we come back, we're going to talk about Jim Baker proving himself to be a scam artist. Still, give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media. Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. So the first article I wanted to look at is titled, In the Wake of the MAGA Insurrection, Jim Baker Now Insists That Christians Don't Riot. This is by Kyle Mantilla on rightwingwatch.org. Now they have a few clips thrown together here of Jim Baker. So what I wanted to do was actually read the opening to this article, and then we'll take a look at some of these clips. So let's give this a read and see what it says. On Tuesday's episode of his Jim Baker Show television program, End Times pastor Jim Baker and his guest, End Times author Jonathan Kahn, insisted that Christians had nothing to do with the January 6th insurrection in Washington, D.C., when supporters of of then-President Donald Trump stormed the U.S. Capitol in an effort to prevent Congress from certifying the election for Joe Biden. Baker and Khan insisted that even though Christians played no role in the chaos at the Capitol, left-wing activists are nonetheless trying to use the event to justify shutting down churches and persecuting believers. So let's watch this clip and see what Jim Baker has to say for himself. Remember, this part, this first clip we're about to watch here, this is brand new. This is something that he said on his show just the other day. So let's listen. Christians don't burn buildings down christians don't riot they just don't okay that's clear right that's clear christians do not riot or burn things down or take part in any of that shenaniganery right i mean that's that's on the line does not get clearer than that so now let's listen to a few clips of jim baker over the course of the past four years and see what else he's had to say about this stuff I want to warn America. You're warning America. I think if if we elect the wrong people and you see how wrong it's been, we're going to have a revolution. Uh-oh. It's starting to become more and more clear that, um, you know, maybe he did advocate for this kind of thing. But what was that he said at the end there? Let's listen to this clip again. Wrong it's been. We're going to have a revolution. He may not be talking about Christians there, right? I mean, maybe he was just saying that people are going to be upset, not necessarily Christians. Who knows? Let's be super generous to the guy, okay? Let's listen to the next clip. I'll tell you what, if... Uh, This one's about the impeachment, by the way. The next three clips of Jim Baker, they're they're him talking about the impeachment, uh, the first impeachment. If they go through with that, there will be a riot in the United States of America. And you're going to find little old ladies rioting. You're going to find the church people out rioting because they're not going to take it anymore. Uh Uh-oh. He said church people will be rioting. I thought just a few minutes ago he, what was it he said? Don't burn buildings down. Christians don't riot. Huh. That's weird. Is this some kind of a, like a hypocrisy we're uncovering? Is this, is this guy hypocritical? Let's listen to the next one. There's going to be an explosion if you don't stop it. Mm-hmm. People are not going to tolerate it anymore. No. They're calling it the next American Civil War. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they're not talking about peaceful protests then. They're, they're talking about civil war. They're talking about serious shit. And in the last clip... They made it clear that they were talking about Christians taking part in this. And you know, and they, and I wouldn't even be surprised if you don't see quiet old ladies like some of you sitting here (laughs) marching in the streets. This one is also about the impeachment. I will predict if it happens, there will be a civil war in the United States of America. The Christians will finally come out of the shadows because 
we, we are going to be shut up permanently if we're not careful. This guy believes that Christians are going to be, like, persecuted in the U.S. He believes that they're being persecuted in the U.S. right now. Like, this guy is on a new level of delusional. But, you know, I, I do this for a living. Like, I sit here and look through these preachers day in and day out. Not, not just preachers, but, like, governing body members and prophets of all shapes and sizes. And I get the impression, based on Jim Baker's history, that he's a scam artist. Like, I, I don't have any evidence to back that up. I don't know. Maybe he genuinely does believe this stuff. But after listening to the things that he says and contradicting himself constantly and all of the scandals that he's gotten into over the years, the endless scandals, I have a tendency to believe that he's full of shit and he knows he's full of shit. Like People ask me if I think the governing body of Jehovah's Witnesses are legitimate and really do believe the, the bullshit that they're pushing down people's throats, or if they are knowingly deceiving people and lying to them. Like, do they know they're full of shit or not? And Ray Franz, an ex-governing body member, he left Jehovah's Witnesses back in the 80s. He left the religion. He was anointed and the whole nine yards. And when he left, he actually, they changed policy specifically for him. So if somebody leaves the religion of their own free will, up to that point in the 80s, before he left, you didn't have to shun them. You could remain friends with them. But when he left, they changed policy specifically to make it so people couldn't talk to him anymore. Now, if they willingly disassociate you should be shunning them. And if you don't, you can be disfellowshipped too for talking to them. People used to ask Ray Franz that question. Is the governing body of Jehovah's Witnesses, are, like, are they knowingly and willingly deceiving people or are they victims of their own propaganda? And he said, in answer to that question, there may be like one or two people out there who don't believe it or who are cynical and are trying to manipulate people. But by and large, for the most part, most of these people do believe it. They are victims of their own propaganda. That was his position on it. Now, remember, this is back in the 1980s, and 70s and 80s. The governing body has changed since then. But I kind of go with what Ray Franz had to say about it. I think I agree with him. I believe that Jehovah's Witnesses, the governing body members, really do believe the shit that they peddle. And I believe that that's the case with most leaders of cults. I think for the most part, they believe their own bullshit. Like Charles Manson, the guy had something broken in his brain, absolutely no doubt. But... I wonder if he really believed that he was Jesus. Like, it, I think he may have. Same with the Mormon prophet. I think he believes it. But Jim Baker? I don't know. I don't know about Jim Baker. There are only so many scandals and hypocrisies that you can take part in before I start to believe that you know what you're doing. Let's take a look at Super Chats. The biggest of Chungai. What are the names of your cats? One cat is named Cashmere. That's my cat. I've had him since since before YouTube. I've had him since for five years, six years maybe. Um, got him for Kylie for her birthday, and he's still chugging along. He's a trooper. The other cat is Miki, and that's my girlfriend Rose's cat. Um, she brought her with her when we moved in together and uh, she's pretty chill she sits next to me she sits in my lap she's always near me she's always hanging out around me just chilling and doing whatever jesse shodel there's always a clip there is especially with doomsday scam artists like jim baker there's always a clip that of him contradicting something that he just said there is always a clip. And in this case, I think there are a total of five clips. He's such a scumbag, dude. Seriously, he is such a scumbag. 
Carla Borger, she betrayed your girlfriend by making you her human. That is accurate. I am her human. And, uh, well, you know, she still hangs out with my girlfriend, too. So I can't say she's... I, I can't say I'm her only human. I'm sure there there is another, at least one other, maybe two. When we come back, we're going to talk about Kat Kerr declaring that Trump is still president in heaven. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. The next article I wanted to take a look at is titled Cat Kerr Claims a Talking Scroll in Heaven Will Soon Expose Massive Voter Fraud. Now, this isn't the only article I wanted to talk about. There's another one, and the title of this one is Cat Kerr Says a Thousand Special Ops Angels Have Been Dispatched from Heaven to Ensure Trump's Re-Election. So if you don't know Cat Kerr, we've been following her for a while on my channels. She claims to be a Christian prophetess claims that God gives her information personally that nobody else on earth has access to. And she made a lot of claims about the election. She claimed that God personally came to her and told her that Donald Trump was going to be reelected as the president of the U.S. in 2021. How do you come back from that? How do you come back from that? She doubled and tripled and quadrupled down on it. This is an example, this article is, of her doubling down. She said, a thousand special ops angels have been dispatched from heaven to ensure his re-election. Let's read this article and see what it has to say. A group, uh, this is by Kyle Mantilla on Right Wing Watch. A group of self-proclaimed prophets and apostles held a two-day prayer rally in Florida last week aimed at mobilizing conservative Christians ahead of the upcoming election. Among the participants was prophetess and weather warrior Kat Kerr, who announced in a Facebook video Saturday that a thousand special ops angels were dispatched from the event to ensure that President Donald Trump is re-elected. So let's watch this video of her and see what she had to say. I can just tell you this from heaven. Trump is going to win. Remember, what she's saying here is directly from God. Like, he's sending her secret messages, and it, it might as well be in a new Bible book. The book of Kerr, chapter 3, verse 7, that kind of thing. Like, this should be in the Bible in her mind. And no matter what the left and the liberals and the hate people and the fake news, no matter what, they've come together even with some very wicked people, to plot and plan the downfall of America, to make it a socialist country. You don't want that. If you're too young to understand, you don't want it. As if America has any chance of being socialist, like literally any. America is like the furthest thing from socialist you could possibly get at this point. It's just this propagandistic fear-mongering tactic that Republicans, especially evangelicals, are using right now to try to scare people out of voting for Democrats. You thought it was bad with the quarantine. You should live that way for the rest of your life because that's what happens in those third world countries that have communism or socialism as their government. I love the conflation of communism and socialism, even though they're completely different things. Like, I, I wonder if she actually knows the difference between the two. We in America are the land of the brave, the free, and the filled with God. And I can tell you that whole event was filled with the presence of God. And yes, there were 1,000 angels waiting. You know who these angels were? I could see them sitting all up in the, up, up in the upper stands and everything. She's the only one that could see the angels, by the way. She is what she calls a seer. She's a seer. So she can see things that other people can't see, according to her. And she saw angels sitting up in the bleachers or whatever, the, the sands at a stadium, at a Trump rally, I think. The seats, and they, had, they were white. They just glowed with the glory of God. But they actually were wearing red, white, and blue robes. 
And the Holy Spirit said, these angels are special ops angels that were sent from heaven back in 2016 to be a fight on behalf of America, on our president, on his administration, God's plans that he has for this country. And they were there to be sent out again right now. And we all did that. Uh, I think it was towards the end of Friday night that we did that sometime. But it was very powerful to see them. They shoot past us like beams of light. And they were very powerful beings. Very excited. And let me know, why were they there? God invited them as a reward for what they've already done for America. Does this woman get any stranger? Seriously, does she get any stranger? She is such an oddball. She's saying angels were wearing red, white, and blue robes? Since when are angels so political? And, and for that matter, since when do angels structure themselves in a hierarchy similar to the military in the country that you live in? Like, do angels have a special ops division? This is just fucking strange. And she's stating it as a fact. Like, what goes on in this woman's head? So she released another video. This is this last video that we just watched. That was from before the election took place. That was from October, I believe. And it was meant to convey the idea that Donald Trump was definitely going to win. No chance of losing. Trying to instill confidence in people, I guess. So how does she backpedal from that? How does she come back from it? This next article is titled, Cat Kerr Claims a Talking Scroll in Heaven Will Soon Expose Massive Voter Fraud. Let's read the article. It's by Kyle Mintila on Right Wing Watch. Self-proclaimed prophetess and weather warrior Kat Kerr spoke at One Accord Christian Fellowship Church in Orlando, Florida Sunday, where she continued to insist that Donald Trump is the rightful president of the U.S. Kerr knows this, she claimed, because a talking scroll named Justice had been opened in heaven when Joe Biden was inaugurated on January 20th and will soon expose the massive voter fraud that she claims was responsible for stealing the election from Trump. Kerr was among the various prophets who guaranteed that Trump would be reelected, and she remains adamant that her prophecies were accurate, despite the fact that Biden is now president. What did she do? What, what do you do when you made these very clear claims? You know, indisputable. There's no room for error here. She said, you know, God told me that he was sending special ops angels to Earth to guarantee that Trump is going to win. I don't know why special ops angels would have to be involved. Why doesn't God just snap his fucking fingers and be done with it? But no, she said he was sending special ops angels. And he was guaranteed to win. How do you backpedal from that? There is no backpedaling. There's no way to reverse course on that one. So I guess her, her only course of action now, really is to push forward anyways, is to say Trump really is the president in heaven. Like, I, I've been sitting here wondering what she was going to do. Like, how was she going to handle this? How was she going to, was she going to admit defeat or what? Sitting here watching her double down on it, even after we have a brand new president, it's just so sweet. I love it. Let's keep reading this. This is a quote from the video. At this moment in time, in reality, in legality, Donald J. Trump is our president right now. He won. Heaven knows it, and they're celebrating his win. The enemy thought, this is my time. Guess what? They want to take over the world. Hell wants to take over the world. And right now, they're jumping ahead. It's not going to work. I have the video for this, but it's really rough. I tried to like add subtitles to it myself but it was really hard to understand like I, I was having a lot of trouble understanding or i don't know what the deal was audio on this is terrible but we'll listen to just a second of it so you guys can hear this moment in time in reality in legality donald j trump is our president right now Heaven knows it. They're celebrating his win. 
why would why would heaven celebrate anybody's win? Like, wh- why does God give a shit about Donald Trump or or any of that stuff? Like, it's just so fucking bizarre. Amen. I love it. And if you thought this is my time, guess what? They're going to take over the world. <laughs> Hell wants to take over the world. Right now, they're jumping ahead. Not going to work. I wrote the subtitles myself. You like that? I inserted the word squelch in there. I thought that was pretty on point. I don't know. She's just so strange. Anyway, let's keep reading the article. Um, This is a quote from the video. We haven't actually gotten to this part in the video yet, but let's read the uh, quote and see what she said. This is what happened on January 20th, 2021. There was a scroll open in heaven. The scroll's name is called Justice. The fuck does that mean? Things began to be sent down to this earth at an accelerated rate. The Holy Spirit is setting something in place, something that will become a move of God that will touch this whole earth and will make things very visible for hell. The scroll is a piece of paper on a wooden dowel. It's a living thing. When it's opened, it speaks itself. It reads itself, so it's released on earth. You know what I find fascinating about the way she's speaking right now? If you look at the Bible as somebody who's never read the thing before, it reads like the people who were writing it were on an acid trip, almost, you know? Like inanimate objects come to life and speak and you know use like really confusing language doesn't really make any sense what they're talking about they're describing really weird shit like beasts with seven heads and ten horns and you know scarlet colored beast with a harlot on top and a goblet of wine like what the fuck where did all of this come from That's the kind of imagery you get from the Bible. And I find it fascinating that Kat Kerr is sitting here giving you the exact same imagery. You know, this wooden dowel is a living thing, and when it's opened, it speaks itself. It reads itself, so it's released on the earth. What does it mean for a living, inanimate object to be released on earth? A lot of this stuff that she says is completely nonsensical, but it sounds prophetic. It sounds like something that you would find in the Bible, even though it's just complete nonsense, ultimately. Anyway, let's keep reading. This is back to hers. This is a quote from her. So things have already been set in place. You can't see it unless you're a seer. And I keep telling people, if you were a seer, you'd see demons running and screaming from D.C. as fast as they can get out of there. I guess this is kind of going back to the same thing that she was saying earlier about seeing the demons in the stands at that stadium where where Trump was or whatever else. Like, she literally sees things in the stands. She sees physical beings walking around, sees demons walking around. Is that concerning to anybody else? This is not a nobody. This woman is not a nobody. She is well known in her circles. People call her a prophet or a prophetess. She holds a lot of power, a lot of sway over our government, over evangelical voters, the voting base that steers the ship of the Republican Party, the voting base that controls the policy and calls the shots. No Republican politician can win an election without the evangelical voting bloc. And she holds sway over those people. Is that disturbing to anybody else? Let's take a look at Super Chats. Joe LaFaro. Actually, I think the Dominionists believe that the Constitution is already a Dominionist document. As far as I know, there are two types of Dominionism. There's hard Dominionism and soft Dominionism. I believe hard Dominionism wants to change the Constitution to the Old Testament laws and control the educational system. And soft Dominionism is ultra-nationalist, ultra-Christian, and... I could be wrong. I believe they want to change the Constitution to the Old Testament also. But anyway, it, it's it's really interesting to read about. 
Eastern Flower, Special Ops Angels, the new PS4 saga straight out of the Heavenly Body Parts warehouse. That's funny, dude. I don't know, man. This woman is so odd. And she comes up with the strangest, like, names and ideas for shit, too. It's just so fucking weird. Chem Panda. Cat Kerr sounds like she's writing a fantasy fiction novel. She always sounds like she's writing a fantasy fiction novel, but she's spreading this shit as fact. It's really weird. The Learbird. Perhaps it's Spirit Force like Space Force. That could be. That's a possibility. Spirit Force with Special Ops. Would would that be the Special Ops Force? Spirit Force? What's the name of the military in heaven? Dan Brown. If I knew people didn't believe Kat, I'd laugh at her. Yeah, it is pretty entertaining, though. You have to give her that. She's very entertaining. I feel bad for her, though, honestly. Like, there's something very wrong with her, honestly. If she's actually seeing things like this... And, and she isn't just making this shit up. There's something deeply wrong happening right now in her brain. Like, legitimately needs medicine. I forget what the DSM-5, the, like, diagnostic manual says about schizophrenia, for example. But I think it's if you have three or more auditory or visual hallucinations per month, it's one of the symptoms that you may have schizophrenia. If she's really seeing this shit, it's a possibility she may be schizophrenic. I have a family member that's schizophrenic, so that's a pretty important subject to me. When we come back, we're going to talk about E.W. Jackson claiming that Georgia senators are demonically possessed. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media. Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. Next article I wanted to look at is titled E.W. Jackson, The Democrats Running in Georgia Are Demonically Possessed. This isn't the only article about this guy that I wanted to look at, but I've never really talked about him or I haven't talked about him extensively. So I wanted to introduce you to who this guy is and one of the crazier things he said before introducing you to the really scummy things that he said recently. This article is a little bit older. It's about a month old at this point. Because this was happening during the runoff elections in Georgia during the 2020 election. So let's read the article and see what it says. It's by Hemant Mehta on the Friendly Atheist website. Weeks after claiming Christian voters in Georgia may as well spit in Jesus' face if they support the two Democrats in the Senate runoff election, which of course ended in early January. Right-wing radio host and former candidate for lieutenant governor of Virginia, E.W. Jackson, now says John Ossoff and Reverend Raphael Warnock are demonically possessed. Before we actually get into this clip, let me just give you a little bit of lead up in case you're coming into this clip cold, in, in case you're coming into the election cold and you're unaware of what happened. In the 2020 election in Georgia, there were two Senate races because there are two senators in each state. Uh, normally, they stagger the races. Senators run every six years. So typically, Georgia wouldn't have two Senate elections in the same year. They would stagger them. But Kelly, the last guy resigned or died or, or something. So the governor, Brian Kemp of Georgia, put Kelly Leffler, a Republican, in as senator for the moment until the next election. Well, the next election was in 2020, right? So Kelly Leffler was up for election for the first time since she was installed to replace somebody who had left the post. And she was running against Raphael Warnock, who is the pastor who led Martin Luther King Jr.'s church in Georgia. Like, he's the pastor of MLK Jr.'s church now. The other senator running was running against a guy named Purdue, Republican, and he, his name is Ossoff. So it was Ossoff versus Purdue. And it was Leffler versus Warnock. Warnock and Ossoff were the two Democrats. That's the context. Now, when the 2020 election happened, nobody got above 50%. So if, you, if no one gets above 50%, they have what's called a runoff election where it's the two top people compete against each other and 
in this case, in the 2020 runoff election in early January, Warnock and Ossoff, both Democrats, won their, their elections. They won their Senate seats. So now Georgia has two Democrat senators. But this is right before the runoff elections took place. This guy is trying to convince people to vote Republican rather than Democrat. Let's listen. If, if we send those two demonically possessed people, Warnock and Ossoff, if we send them to the United States Senate, we will be cursing our nation. Georgians who are listening to me and watching me right now, we will be cursing our nation. They get desperate, dude. Seriously. This guy is claiming that a couple of senators are demonically possessed. This is something I find Jehovah's Witnesses doing a lot, for example. Somebody that they don't like, their opponent in some way, shape, or form, for example, apostates like me, they're mentally diseased. They're literally being possessed by Satan, possessed and controlled by Satan. This is something that Trump used to do, too. This is called dehumanization. If somebody is trying to claim that there's something evil about you, that you're mentally diseased, that you're possessed by Satan or something like that, this should throw up red flags. This is what Jehovah's Witnesses do to their enemies. If we send those two demonically possessed people to the United States Senate, and they are demonically possessed, as far as I'm concerned, I agree with Tony Dungy. Raphael Warnock may be a pastor, but he's no Christian. The fuck is he talking about? How could he possibly be more Christian? Christian is a self-assigned label, first of all. Anybody who claims to be a Christian is a Christian. That's just what it is. It's a category, not a group. If there's some Jehovah's Witness out there who says, I'm a Jehovah's Witness, but I don't believe in blood transfusion, or, but I believe in blood transfusions, they're not a Jehovah's Witness. Because that's a group, and the rules of being in that group, the rules of using that label are dictated by the people who basically own and control the group. Like, the governing body members decide who's a Jehovah's Witness and who isn't, and they can kick people out of that religion if they want. How do you kick somebody out of Christianity? You can't do that. It does not work that way. He's a Christian if he says he's a Christian. It's the same reason why Christianity can't be considered a cult. Because it's not a distinct group with strong mind control tactics being imposed on people. Christianity isn't imposing behavior, information, thought, and emotional control on a structural level uniformly across an entire group of people. Christianity is a category, not a group. Now, if, if this guy wants to say he's not a member of my church, he can say that all he fucking wants. He's, you know, his church is a group. It's not a category. It's a group. Warnock is a Christian, whether this guy likes that or not. I mean, you, you, you're, you're promoting the babies uh, and you are you are promoting homosexuality and and all of this gender bending. <laughs> what is that gender bending? Isn't that like a. Isn't gender bending like where you change somebody's photo to be the opposite gender? I thought that was just a fun thing. Maybe I'm wrong on this. If I'm wrong, someone correct me. I thought that was just like somebody did a gender bent picture of me once where they put my picture through like a filter and it made me look like a woman. It was just a fun thing in that case. This guy is entirely too uptight about the LGBT community and, and about all of the shit that he seems to despise. Why is he even opposed to this shit? Sexual perversion and all that it entails and you support the Equality Act, which we know will enshrine things like drag queen story hour and, and all. The fuck is he even talking about right now? What is he talking about? This dude is bizarre. These other abominations that the left has come up with, it'll, 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 it'll enshrine those things in our culture and, and in our law 
and make it even more difficult for churches to protect our people from that evil. I'm so fucking confused right now. Like, I, I, I'm having trouble following what this dude is saying. Seriously, what is he talking about? It'll enshrine what in our culture? What is he trying to protect his church from? And why is that more difficult if, you know, Raphael Warnock wins an election? This is fucking weird. And yes, it is evil. All this stuff is evil. Now look what is evil? I, I, I'm still at a loss here. I mean, I know he mentioned homosexuality a minute ago. Is that what he's saying is evil? I love those people and they need salvation. But what they are doing is evil and what they are perpetrating on our culture is evil. And if we allow those folks to enter into the United States Senate and give the likes of Chuck Schumer control over the U.S. Senate. No, I just want to say, if you think he's a scumbag now, wait five more minutes. Wait five more minutes and you will see him for what he really is. For the record, as far as I know, Raphael Warnock isn't gay. And if he was, it wouldn't matter anyways. But he seems to be conflating, you know, being gay with Raphael Warnock. He's saying that Warnock is evil because homosexuals. That's basically what I'm picking up here, right? It's almost like there's no logical, like, thread to follow with this guy. He's just, you know, blanket saying, these things are evil. And because these things are evil, Raphael Warnock can't win the Senate. It's like no logical train of thought to follow here. We will be bringing a curse on the United States of America. And I don't know of any more honest and stark way to put it. That's E.W. Jackson. I, I haven't talked about him on my channel much before, but I wanted to introduce you to him, like I said, before actually playing the next clip for you. There's another article about this guy by Hemant Mehta on the Friendly Atheist website. Title is E.W. Jackson, Gay and Transgender People Will Never Get Into Heaven. So let's give this article a read and see what it says. Right-wing radio host and former candidate for Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, E.W. Jackson, who recently said John Ossoff and Reverend Raphael Warnock were demonically possessed, spent part of his live-streamed Bible study yesterday trashing the LGBTQ community. Besides claiming gay and trans people couldn't go to heaven, a belief that even many conservative evangelicals and Catholics oppose, Jackson also condemned Dr. Rachel Levine. I think that's how you say it. A trans woman and a pediatrician selected by President Joe Biden to be the assistant health secretary. Now, I don't know if you guys were aware of Dr. Rachel Levine. I know very little of the situation, except for the fact that Dr. Rachel Levine is trans. That's my understanding of it. And honestly, I couldn't possibly be happier about the situation, knowing that we have trans representation in high government. I could not be happier about it. I'm glad to know that the LGBT community, and more specifically the trans community, is getting representation. That's good news in my mind. So let's watch this video by this guy who's talking about it and see how he feels. No transgenders in heaven. No homosexuals in heaven. Nobody in heaven is going to be confused about what God made them to be. Nobody in heaven is going to be talking about, I'm a man, but I, I, I've got a woman on the inside. Please. See, that's how you know that stuff is of the devil. Wait, how do you know? How do you know? Is he going to tell us how we know? You can't just fucking say, that's how you know. How do you fucking know? Give us information. That's how you know. Because that, that stuff is not going into heaven. So, Wait, is he saying, you know it's of the devil because it's not going into heaven? Is that what he's saying? You know it's of the devil because it's not going into heaven. How do you know it's not going into heaven? Because it's of the devil. That's circular reasoning if I've ever heard it. What people need to do is get saved now, get delivered now. You see this guy, this assistant secretary of health and human services, I think it is. Remember when I said you were going to find out just how much of a scumbag this guy is? This is the part. Trigger warning. Um, what's he call himself? 
Rachel something or other. What's he call himself? Rachel something or other. What a fucking scumbag, dude. Seriously. I mean, it's sad. It's pathetic. It really is. You look at this guy, and he's a freak. Does it get any lower than this? Honestly, does it get any lower than this? Like, I've covered some real scumbags on this channel before. I have covered some real fucking scumbags on here. But that is pretty fucking bad. Let's read what Hemant Mehta had to say. That must be the Christian love we hear so much about. Nothing but insult, comic humor, and cruelty. There's no substance to it. It's just Jackson ripping on people he deems less worthy. Keep in mind that Jackson assumes he'd be going to heaven, never acknowledging how that would be hell for anyone else. And yet his beliefs are perfectly in line with the kind of anti-LGBTQ rhetoric that's commonplace in conservative churches. They demonize people they don't understand because their entire worldview is, is etched in stone. They would rather insist their archaic views are perfect than educate themselves and change their thinking. I'm not even asking them to educate themselves. Uh, you know, if, if that's too difficult for them, I get it. Shut your fucking mouth. That's all I'm asking. Stay out of other people's business. That is it. That's all I have ever asked on this channel. Stay out of my business. Stay out of the business of LGBTQ people. Live your life and let us live ours. We don't need scumbags like this forcing their way in, misgendering people, deadnaming people. We don't need that shit. It's fucking disgusting. You know, I've been doing this for five years. This is probably one of the most disgusting things that I've covered on my channel. Let's take a look at Super Chats. Ginger Green, for the kitties, love your channel. Well, I appreciate that, and they appreciate that too. Zolfner, I am Christian. I don't believe you. I think you're full of shit. <laughs> Uh, Godless Blessings. I'm an agnostic Christian atheist. Interesting. Okay, I'm not sure what that means. You want to clarify? You can at me in the live chat, and I'll keep a lookout for it. Sydney Morgan. Gender bending also refers to making art of a person, usually a fictional character that you're a fan of as a different gender. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. What is he talking about, gender bending? Did he hear his, like, his kid throwing that term around as just like, oh, I did, you know, I drew some gender bent art or something like that, and he was like, oh, that's disgusting. Do you, like, throw a giant fucking hissy fit about it what a scumbag dude there's just no better word to describe him i feel like scumbag is just the perfect word for this guy eastern flower i'm an lgbtq member and this man is clearly struggling to drop his gay before the metal detector oh that's a funny call out to uh the jehovah's witness video that's hilarious actually that's really clever in case you guys are unaware there's a jehovah's witness video about it's a caleb and sophia video where one man one woman is what it's called and the mom says if you were getting on a plane you'd have to leave things behind that you liked or that you wanted but if it's not what jehovah wants you can't take it with you you have to drop it off at the metal detector it's like oh my god people this is fucking just terrible the biggest of chung guy the amount of hypocrisy and hate coming off this guy is so incredible that you could cut it duck this guy with barbed wire yeah it's fucking disgusting dude i can't stand it. it it's just like painful to watch what is wrong with people honestly like do you really want to make people's lives fucking miserable is that what you're all about seriously that's that's what you live for is making people's lives miserable jesus man godless blessings in heaven there is no male or female oh you know what i hadn't that's true you're right in heaven, there are no male or female. Like, there, there's no sex or gender at all. That's a really good point. I had not considered that. There are a lot of weird little, like, rules that go along with heaven. And, and I don't know. It's just really fucking weird. Downbeat Dialga. Up until a few decades ago, being black was treated no different than being gay. That's very true. There has been similar oppression on both sides. People like Jesse Lee Peterson and E.W. Jackson, I I don't get where their heads are at when they say some of the things that they say. Like, they repeat some of the shit that was said to the first girl to go to an integrated school, you know, when the U.S. government was trying to push to end segregation 
to some degree. You know, there was that one little girl who was the first person to ever, the first black girl to ever go to a white school. And some of the shit that these people say that this guy here says, E.W. Jackson, the same shit that, you know, white people said to that girl. I just don't, where are their heads? How do they justify this? How did they get where they are? Thank you guys for coming and giving this a listen, and I will talk to you next week. If you like what I do and you want to make sure I can continue to do it, you can support me in a few ways. First, you can support me on Patreon. That's probably the best way. But if you want to get something back for your support, you can check out my Teespring. I sell all kinds of shirts and stickers and stuff on there. Second, you can support me by checking out my Etsy store. I sell 3D printed stands for every system from the original Nintendo to the Xbox One. And finally, if you want to support me in other ways, you can check me out on my other channels. I have the podcast channel, which is where I talk about whatever's on my mind. Politics, social issues, Shoes, whatever. You can also find it everywhere podcasts can be found. Or you can check out the videos on my main channel where I focus on destructive cults. As it is with most channels these days, I rely on the support of viewers like you to keep my channel alive, so sharing my work is extremely helpful. Anyways, check me out in all those places if you haven't already. Thanks for listening, guys.